0: Welcome back to another episode of the Barbell Drop. This is a brand new podcast with myself, Corey O'Connor, and our co-host,
1: Angelo Kelly.
0: And this is where we just chatted up about weightlifting. Uh, We don't have anything super specific, just kind of news on our lives, updates, and we're just, like I said, two guys, one barbell. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) hope you guys enjoy uh, us talking about things, and this is the very first intro.
1: That was pretty good for not preparing at all. I thought that yeah. was pretty good.
0: <laughs> this is my I'm to my radio voice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: there you go. Have you ever done anything on the radio?
0: <laughs> nah, I have not. I did Like I said, I was in a drama class. I did a lot of acting and stuff and I did like plays and all that. So I think it kind of helps.
1: Well, I know you did the band thing for a while too, right?
0: Yeah. When I was super young, my dad said I had a lot of energy and I always liked in the center of attention. So he's like, I'm going to put you in these fine arts classes. Like I was like, what's that? He's like, you'll like it. So they did like plays and musicals each year. Uh, so, like, I always did that. And then I rolled into drama class from, like, 7th grade through 12th grade where you did a lot of improv and stuff.
1: That's a cool skill. Like, I think when I was in high school and stuff, I would have thought it was stupid and gay. But being, <laughs> like being in, the, in the drama class. But now looking back like that, I'm sure that being able to do the improv and stuff and, like, getting practice with that when you're super young, it's probably a really cool thing.
0: Yeah, dude, like, uh, it's weird, because other schools or other people are like, what, you're in drama class? That's gay. You know, like, the stigma, that's gay, and all this other stuff, and I was like, dude, it's fun, and we had a lot of, um, like, popular kids that were in, like, the drama class, too. Like, it was kind of a weird school. Like, our band kids, some band kids were also athletes, and, like, us, like, me, too, I was an athlete, so it wasn't, like, we didn't have that stigma of, like, being a nerd, because we still did, like, jock stuff, I guess, in high school. It's man, weird. Man. That's cool
1: though. Yeah. Looking I mean, if I was 18, I would have said like, that's the dumbest thing ever, but now I wish I would have at least learned or at least like got some experience, you know, just doing things on the spot.
0: Dude, actually when I was, uh, like rolling into like the first year of college, I didn't really know what to do. And like doing commentary or like broadcasting, I actually was like considered wanting to do that as a career. But I never did because I was like, oh, I don't know if you can make money off that. And um, I just was very unsure with like just doing communications because I've heard other people kind of like say like, yeah, like they couldn't really get a job. And then here I am doing another thing. They couldn't really get a job with exercise science and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, man. Communications was always that thing that people did whenever they couldn't do their actual major. Like if people were in nursing school, then they were like, I'll just do communications or I'll do business. Like business was the most generic major.
0: Very generic. But honestly, though, I'm not going to lie. If you don't know what you want to do, like business is a smart choice. Okay, you have a four-year degree. It's not super easy, and at least you could do a lot of things with it, you know?
1: Yeah, you can get your foot in the door. I mean, you need a degree to get a job now, but it's, I don't know, it's so stupid to me because, like, say you major in business management, you're not going to start as a manager, and, like, you can't learn that stuff unless you're actually managing people. That's the only way you're going to get experience.
0: Yeah. Like, one of the few jobs, I know it's very off topics, but just in general, one of my buddies, he was, like, in doing construction management or something like that. And basically now, like, he flips houses. But, like, he was able to work straight from college onto a site being, like, the, you know, like, the head guy. I don't know if it was like a was like an engineer degree. It was something. It was something that I did with construction and managing And he started out just right into that role of a leadership dude. And he's also very, like, hands-on. So I'm sure he had, like, other skills. But those are one of the few that I saw that graduated and was able to just, like, roll into something and being very successful right off the bat.
1: Yeah. Is that Carlos Nassar in the background? What do you have on?
0: Yeah, it is the 89s. It's from Qatar, thing. Yeah, I just put on, you know, I like to put on something in the background.
1: Yeah, I like that. So I don't have to pay attention to you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't have to look at this stupid mustache. I did take off this thing, but now I can hear all the pwpwp
1: like it's like hitting into the mic. It's kind of it's kind of me off. <laughs> I mean, it sounds good on my end. I think you're good. Okay. I I actually wanted to talk about that cuz um I keep seeing like hook grip and all things gym and stuff and you see all these world records popping up and North Korea is winning everything and it just it drives me nuts because we're like, we're going to completely ignore that nobody from North Korea has competed since 2019 because they were all suspended for doping. And then they come back and they beat everybody. They beat China, who everybody knows China is also doping. And it's like, oh, Carlos Nassar hit a world record towards Achilles eight months ago. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure he had some special help getting back. But it's like, like as soon as somebody hits a world record, they like completely forget that you basically cheated to get there. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm talking out of my ass, maybe he's not doping. But I mean, the kid looks 35 years old, and he's 19.
0: Yeah, like, um, for him, like, he probably doesn't have a choice. And it's like, he is very talented. I won't like knock on him, because you can't just hit world records by taking drugs and just not being good. But it's, it's just so obvious. And it's very unfair for other countries, especially like us who are Actually trying to do the right thing we have an outsource like Usada that's always drug testing everyone, even nobody's like myself, you know what I mean? <laughs> like and like, yeah, it's just like you're talking about the North Korea thing. Like, dude, come on, how sus is that? You you've totally like said that. Like, dude, how are you gonna beat China, how are you gonna beat other people and you haven't competed and God knows when like let's be real now and it, and now it's just like it's gonna ruin our rep as a sport as a whole in general and like dude are we gonna have an olympics in 2028 like you know what i mean at this point i don't know man
1: i think that's why no one takes it seriously and i was just even my first drug test shameless plug hey. great, you know great experience being in that usada room but i'm like sitting there shaking not shaking but like i'm nervous and all I take is fucking creatine. Like, I don't take anything. I don't even take ibuprofen. And I'm like, they ask you, you know, you have to list off, like, all the supplements you take. And I'm like, I take protein and creatine. And they're like, anything else? I'm like, no, that's it. But I'm still nervous about getting the drug test results. I don't even do anything. And it's like they're spending all the all these resources and money testing us. And there are some people who get popped. And, like, honestly, if you want to dope to win an AO series – like, I mean, go ahead at that point. Like, if that's what you need to do, like for yourself to to cheat, to win, like I, in my opinion, that just seems stupid. But like, most of the people who are getting tested by USADA are not doing clearly not doing anything. Like, we're all nervous back there. And then you have other countries like this who have a reputation for it. And you're probably right that like, I honestly wonder if China knows that they're doping like because they probably just get a bunch of pills or whatever injections and they're like oh this is for your back this is for you know multivitamin who knows what you're taking
0: i just don't think it's fair and it might be political or like like very offensive but like i just don't think it's fair when you have countries like that who just have block off everything like a communist and you know what i mean and like no one can no one knows what the hell's going on at all and they just control everything and then but they get to participate in stuff like this, it just sounds goofy to me. Like, if you want to be closed off to everyone and, and, like, your political agenda and all this other stuff, I sound very political, but I'm not. But, like, um, it's, like, then you shouldn't be able to participate in, like, fun stuff like this. I don't know. Just, like, it just rubs me wrong way sometimes. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird. I just don't know. Like, it's very one-sided, I feel.
1: And, I mean, it's tough for us because neither of us are going to compete at that level, so it really doesn't matter. But I can't imagine being in the position of, like, Coach Mary and, you know, Kate and Olivia, all these people, Nathan Damron, like, people who are essentially putting their lives on pause just to compete in weightlifting. Like, you know the amount of sacrifice that you have to do just to— try and scratch and claw at the nationals level imagine what it's like to do all these international competitions you're traveling all the time you're competing five six seven times a year 20-hour flights like doing all this crazy stuff and you you know that people are cheating that must suck
0: yeah man i, I mean it does suck but then those uh, those wins feel that much better like shout out to mary um she won her you know her session all that got gold She's got now the top 10. I think she's like eighth in the OQR, which is amazing. She needed to hit that total that she needed to be placed in that. So she has a good chance of like, you know, qualifying for the Olympics. And it's I think it was a match PR, like clean and jerk for her as well. So she always gets gypped on like these press outs and stuff like that. You don't even see because they're just some haters. And, and yeah, again, shout out to Mary, you know, representing Indiana as well. I know she's from Wisconsin originally, I think, but uh, it's pretty cool to see.
1: Yeah, it is cool. So, yeah, I mean, doing that and knowing like your competitors are probably cheating. I don't know. We got to ask people. We'll eventually start getting more guests on and talk to people, hopefully, that are at that level and just hearing their perspective. Like we're just kind of two outsiders who it doesn't really affect us. It just might piss us off a little bit, but it's not it's not like we're competing against people at that caliber. So it really doesn't matter for us.
0: No, absolutely. and I mean, we can make a whole podcast with this stuff. I know I was, I was going to ask Matt to join us, too, because um, I mentioned it, and he's like, yeah, because he loves all the IWF stuff, and he's very knowledgeable on, like, internationally and stuff like that. But also, we can hit up Mary, too. Like, you know, I can always ask her um, if she wants to be on.
1: Yeah, she was on better than yesterday, like, back in the yeah.
0: day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, I got her first, you know? <laughs> no,
1: she That's was- awesome. She was so cool at um cuz at the Arnold uh Dominic was competing and she was in the back with him and like just super personable, just the most humble person that you could possibly meet. And it was really cool seeing the picture with her and Sarah on the podium listening to the national anthem. Like that's a really cool thing. Experiences like that, I'm sure like you can you can't beat that.
0: Heck yeah. And as much as like you know, maybe this sport isn't, like, the most popular. It's not the biggest thing in the world. But, like, when you put all that effort in and, like, us fans and athletes who, like, spent so much time into it and we can kind of relate on the fact of just the hard work and passion, not relate on the level, but it's just, like, yes, it feels good. And it's nice to see, like, an American on top of the podium.
1: For sure. Well, we got to talk about AO Finals, obviously. Um, we did the did the preview. You can go first, Um you had a you had an outstanding performance. So it was cool to watch you, but love to just hear, um, you know, training wise, like how things were feeling going into it, and then just on competition day, um, just talk through everything.
0: Sure, man. You know, I like to talk, and I talk too much. So uh, <laughs> we could talk about the training. Okay. So leading up to AO finals, I didn't really have like a perfect 12 week um, training cycle because life happens in my way. I'm pretty sure I had a week out in Fort Worth and I thought I was going to be able to train at Blue Wave. Shout out Blue Wave because they let me train. They're awesome. I only worked out one day there. Other than that, I was just busy because we had a uh, what's called a business effort. We do like refueling with other planes and stuff and they're based out of San Antonio. So I was like, dude, why didn't they put us in like San Antonio? I could have trained at Bear the whole week. And uh it's because the uh guys who plan all the stuff, there are other pilots and like, oh, you gotta go to the stockyards and in, in Fort Worth, you gotta go to the stockyards. I'm like, what's that? Is this like a little strip, like very like old town, like country stuff, and they like to drink and do all that like stuff, but it wasn't really my style. And it rained the entire week there, so that kinda sucked. So schedule was busy. I was like gone for an entire week, only trained once, and I was like, Great. And this was probably about like eight weeks out, somewhere around there. Two weeks later. I think I had to go to a trip in London, uh, England. I didn't have to. I mean, I wanted to as well. But they also need people to go out there. It was another business effort refueling some fighters out based out of the UK. And they need need training and stuff like that. So I was like, great, dude. Like, why not? never been out there in my life. And let's see if we can get some training done. I was able to get, like, squeeze out a lot of stuff before I left. That way I had some buffer of, like, what I needed to do. And turns out that there's a gym that was right across the street from my – um uh, my hotel, I was like, great, I can just walk there, because that's another thing. Sometimes we don't have transportation, you know, like, I don't have a means to get somewhere to the gym. There's a gym that's right across there, it's just, like, a military one, and luckily there's one freaking room in, like, this small little space that, like, it kind of looks like a racquetball room. It has, like, all uh rubber flooring, and every base probably has something like that, but you, don't, you don't know what type of equipment it has, and... um They called it like the warrior fit room and i was like okay we'll see what this one is about it had like a whole bunch of rogue bumpers and but also had hammer strength i don't know if you've seen that that brand before they had hammer strength bars which surprisingly actually has like decent spin and neural like it actually you could actually use it for you know weightlifting i was like perfect so when i was there i actually met this kid he was just some kid who did like weightlifting ai program and he was like freaking out because he didn't meet any weightlifters ever and he's just learning He's like, oh, man, you look like one of those guys I see off YouTube. I'm like, who do you follow? Like, like Lee Singh and uh, uh he's like, talking about Dylan Cooper and Clarence Kennedy. And all so I was like, man, that's so crazy. Like he was losing his mind. I felt bad because I wish I could be there longer to like help him out because he was just like, you know, hey, why don't you check out my technique? And he's just a very new kid just wanting to learn. So me and him were just working out together. So he just followed my program, kind of what I did. Uh, so that was fun. I was able to get like a full week of training. Um, when I came back from, uh, England and it was fun checking out London for a day. And then the day I got back, I think it was like nine hour flight. It was kind of late here. I was like, well, I got to get my session in. I think it's like a Saturday night or Friday night. Can't remember. And I did like my heavy day, like my big Friday. And it was crazy because it was like snatch waves up to 107 or something like that. And just had to make it happen. So boom, there's two weeks of like me traveling, me trying to fit training in, um, and stuff like that. And then basically, all of a sudden, boom, there's only four weeks left. And I'm like, oh, crap. Let's um, let's just buckle down. But this is, kind of reminds me of AO2 because I was gone a lot for travel and stuff like that. And then I had, like, four weeks to prepare, and I did good. So I just told B, I was like, all right, we got four weeks. Um, these are kind of my goals. Uh, let's get after it. And we've already talked about what I wanted to do. So I was just talking about what the training is like. So. Obviously, me and you both know, like, it was very stressful. It's probably the hardest training block that, that, those last four weeks, probably the la- hardest training block that I've ever had to do. And just percentage-wise, consistency-wise, and sets and reps, everything was just a lot, you know? Heavy squatting, all that. So, I, I think the main thing that me and you talked about is like, get the job done because, like, you could overstress and you can overthink about the workouts, and it could really just, like, ruin your session, ruin your day, or just ruin whatever. But... Just put your head down and put in the work. And luckily, like, turning off the brain and just, like, kind of being more of a flow state felt good. And I was getting strong. Like, I was hitting, like, 110 a lot, 107 a lot. And, like, I was like, dude, like, these snatches are are snatching, you know what I mean? I was like, it felt really great. It felt my confidence was up. I didn't complain about, like, my grip and stuff like that. Clean jerks, tough tough complex. I remember we had a D1. It was at, like, 80-some percent, 80 to 90. 90- Some percent, like even up to ninety five. It's like clean pull, clean and jerk, and I'm like, man, that's a lot. And I remember doing it at one forty, and that's like, you know, complex br plus. Like, that's damn near my max because my best at the time was one forty five. It's like, man, if I could do a clean pull, clean and jerk at one forty, I could open with that, you know. So definitely it was like building confidence and trying to take extra care of my body because I know, like, you were saying, like, man, dude, I feel beat up. I don't know if I can keep lifting heavy. (laughs) And I was like, for me, it's like, well, I had these like weird breaks here and there. So I think I had a little bit of like better recovery, but I also took the time to get some massage work done. I think I got like two massages leading up to uh, the competition, but I didn't get um, it right away. Maybe like one was like a week out and the other one was like maybe like the er- like early in the week before I competed. So leading up to that and I was thinking about the numbers I hit and just thinking about all the like because I log all my training now. I'm like, this is the strongest I've ever been. And I know that we were shooting for nationals, a uh, total 260. And I wanted to open at, like, basically a like, 250 total. And, um, yeah, I was just like, all right, let's just, uh, you know, let's just get after it. I just didn't want to overthink and, like, have super high expectations because I knew it's going to take a lot, like, PRs on the national stage. But also knew that, like, kind of what you mentioned in your sub stack, like, getting uncomfortable and, like, doing stuff that, like, maybe you don't know if you're going to hit it or not. And just try to just do the best and and uh, don't regret it, you know. So um, I, I guess we'll lead in right into the competition, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
0: I talk too much. <laughs> like uh, so, at the competition, um, I was like, I feel fine. I didn't so I didn't feel sleepy. My body weight was good. I didn't really have to cut anything. So all that was perfectly fine. I know that like uh, like the last lift before you compete, like I don't know why or the training hall. I was just moving, like, way too fast, and I was like, what am I doing? I think I am trying to show off. I don't know, dude. Like, I'll be honest. Like, you just get, like, overhyped. I'm like, yeah, I need to chill. So realize, like, just lock it in, do your lifts, and then trust that tomorrow will be there. Boom. Game day happens. Wake up. Refreshed. I'm good. Like, no complaints. I'm like, dude, I this is the best I've ever felt. Like, I wasn't nervous at all going into it, and then just wait in. Boom. I'm good. Eight. And then just waited till we hit the training. Uh, you know the back room. Go to the back room. Um, body was feeling fine, all that stuff. But I did like this weird squat. Like you know how you, like you just go in like that little catcher's position, right? Mm-hmm. Where your your heels are off the ground, and your knees are forward. I did that, just like grab my stuff and hang around. And I felt this weird little ache inside my right knee. I'm like, great. Why? Right before I'm about to train. I'm about to compete. Something stupid happens. Like basically, like in the bottom of my snatch. I didn't really tell anyone that, but like. My knee was like hurting. So I was like, I didn't really want to stay in the bottom. So like all my warm ups leading up, I just like stood back up, which they all were fine. I didn't make any misses. They felt fine. I was like the one of the last persons to, you know, in the session, which was great because like I know Nathan and Jacob had to like do a whole bunch of waves. They had to hurry up and, you know, do all this stuff. It was kind of stressful and I was just kind of chilling, which was nice. So like this is the first time like, okay, Corey, I'm snatching at the end. I'm chilling like it it felt good. But, yeah, she was, like, you want to do 107 or 110? I was, like, "Let's. we're just doing 110. Like, everything feels fine. Uh, like I said, didn't miss any snatches in the back room, which usually, honestly, I always miss, my, like, my last one. It's just, like, I'm notorious for just missing, like, the last one before you open, maybe because of nerves or something. But, no, like, I this time I just felt like uh, kind of a veteran at this point. Just, like, get it, like, again, just get it done. And uh, I did the no music thing because I was, like, it's just like, I don't know, maybe I still don't need all that stimulants and all the craziness, and let's just, like, have my situational awareness up. I feel like sometimes if you have the music and people are pointing and, like, doing that, like, it spikes up your adrenaline, like, makes you nervous, and you don't know when to hit stuff. So me just having that awareness and being calm definitely was a plus. I feel like I'm just going to start doing that now. Um, I think what I won't do is maybe – like do pre workout or maybe drink half of it, cause I don't know. I just get like that foggy feeling where it's like, you know, your eyes are kind of low, um, you're breathing hard, and then like you're 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 just like overstimulated. Like your body feels good, but like your headspace ain't. You know, you're just kind of like feeling crazy. It's like maybe maybe I still need that, you know. Um, so maybe I'll switch up that. And um, long story short, you know, go up, hit the opener, and I was like. Well, as I'm walking up, it's like 110. That's not a scary number anymore. It used to be a year ago it was like terrifying. I was like, I could never even get this off the ground. Like it was my max, but I got lucky or, you know, something like that. So as I walked up, it kind of looks like 105 because like you can't really see the little small red. You know what I mean? So I walk up, it just kind of looks like 105. I'm okay. Uh, as soon as I gripped the bar and one of the videos maybe that um, shout out to Create Eli. He made awesome videos. Um, if you see, you could see me talking to myself. I'm, like, gripping the bar and setting up, and I'm, like, all right, this is what champions do. Like, I'm not a champion. I was, like, hyping myself up. You know what I mean? Like, I literally said out loud, like, this is what champions do. Like, are these are, like, like kind of like that, or, like, this is what we're made of. Some shit like that, right? Just hyping myself up. I always do that for my opener, and it always works, and it was, like, the lightest, one, like, 110 that it felt. I mean, I kind of, like, stood up real quick because I think it was, like, I was nervous about settling in the bottom, but it felt so easy, so that felt great. Um, so after that opener... 113 uh, was kind of feeling like a long wait, but that's kind of our plan. We want to do 110, 113, 115. My best, comp, my best comp was 110, and then in training, I hit uh, 114 just a week before. So these are all numbers I haven't really touched at all. You know what I mean? I've just hit 110 a lot in training. <laughs> uh, so we're waiting. I'm like, it's just a lot of people like missing, taking jumps, whatever. And I feel like I just kind of got cold. So by the time that like she's like, hey, you're up, you're gonna be up. I'm like, oh crap, okay, let's get like my mind right because I kind of was like spacing out or just waiting for a long time. And it's like, you got this, blah blah. You know, hype me up. i like, yeah, I know. Like it should be fine. Like I was, I was not nervous for 113. And like as I'm gripping the bar, I'm like, man, like I don't know if you have that sensation or that adrenaline feeling where like you kind of feel soft or kind of like you don't feel anything. Like I don't really feel like my arms and legs. I'm like, man, like I don't like feel like strong right now. But like whatever, let's just do it. Like. I wasn't nervous about it. Let's get the job done. So I pulled it off the ground. It felt great. And it was just like one little hiccup. And I wish I keep watching that video. And if I would have just settled in the bottom, I think I would have made it. But, like, I think I tried. As soon as I went down, I went up. And then it just went forward, dropped it. And I just, like, it's like, ah, I fucked that one up. And um, so 115 happens. She's like, you know what? Let's just do 115. Let's put you in a good spot for nationals. That way we have two cracks at uh 145 because you open at 140. Then we'll hit 145, and we'll try it twice. So if I would have hit 115, that would have been the plan. So I was like, all right, let's do 115, do all that stuff. Again, we're waiting. I think I was like maybe one of the last ones to snatch, and then um, I was like, all right, I'm just going to, like, really pull it. And honestly, the pull felt great, but, like, just the timing was off. Like, as soon as I dropped down, I caught it, but then it just spat me back out. You know, it was like one of those lifts. So that was the snatch portion of – you know my meat and stuff, and then uh, do you want me to continue on or?
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm. I'm trying to think of like good stuff to to talk about in between. Do you feel like because you've hit 115 off the blocks, but you haven't done that in you haven't done that from the floor, have you?
0: No. So I hit 115 off the blocks. That was like January this year. And that was just like one of those sessions where I went off program. But I kind of told her and it was one of those things where it was just feeling good. Things were clicking. And I just wanted to like, you know, seize the opportunity to try to maybe PR. And um, and I was also with straps. So like it's also different. Right. Um, So I did try 115. I don't know if she knows this, but I did try 115 in training and I only gave myself once. I think I snatched one uh, like 110 or 111 or something like that. I think 111. And I was like, let me just try 115. Like, why not? Let me just try it. I'm only gonna do it once. I just want to know what the feeling is like. But in my mind, I just wanted to have that feeling that of how much it weighs if I have the chance to do it on the platform. So I didn't think it was a bad choice. It's one, you know, one chance. And it was honestly a pretty close one. Just like kind of like the same thing where you pulled and it just like was a little short, you know.
1: Because I think even like you you're not seeing a lot of people who are doing all-time PRs on the platform. I think that's very rare that you're going to take a number that you haven't taken before. So you did it literally one time attempted, but do you feel like that's tough mentally to like, do you want to have, so when you, when you're opening with 110, was there a certain amount of time that you wanted to hit that? Like, Hey, I, I know I hit this five times in training, or I know I hit this 10 times. Do you feel like you need to have that confidence or, you just, because I think like we're talking a lot about getting the job done and I think you can do that, but there's something about saying to yourself, getting the job done and not having done that before, you know, (laughs) like you can't just throw a pale Marys. If you would have opened at 115 and taken that three times, maybe you get lucky once. But I think in the back of your mind, you know, I've never hit this before. Like this is not a number that I would expect to hit, but if you're hitting it more often in training, I think you can at least go into it like a little bit more confident.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I had both situations before. Like I think the AOT situation, I didn't really touch numbers like above 105 and I was able to do like, you know, 109 on the platform. So I think sometimes there's like, you know, value in just being consistent and like kind of like automatic. To where you could trust yourself to do more, and just kind of saving it for the competition, absolutely. But I think not, for the most part, like you want to be able to hit those numbers in training. You always do a lot more in training than you do in the competition. And if you look at, like you like no one really watches like the very high level like you know IWF athletes, and they don't really talk about their training numbers. Or if they do, it's always something ridiculous. Like you know, hear the commentators like, oh, he hit two twenty five in training, but he's going up to do you know two ten, you know, for a clean injury. jerk. You know, like, what? He did that in training? Because, yeah, I mean, training is training. So uh, And then also, like, even my boy, I uh, mentioned him again, Trevor Kim. Like, he's been hitting the same numbers for years. And he has to. He's, he says he feels like he has to snatch, like, you know, one, 145, 150 a lot, multiple times before on stage. And his best training is 160. I think his best comp is maybe 155. So, like, even for him, like, he still has to be, like, at that level just hitting those numbers. You know, all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, and we can kind of get into this later, but I've always been the person. My PRs are on the platform. I've never touched the the best numbers that I hit on my best training total. I hit before um, a week before finals was two forty two, and my best total on the platform is two fifty. So, like in the back of my mind, I know usually I'm going for weights that I haven't done in training. So I think for me, it's tough to, to know, like, okay, if I'm taking one hundred two, one hundred three, I maybe hit this once in training leading up to this. So it's really just like a coin flip at that point, instead of being like automatic. And I knew that going in, it wasn't really hitting these numbers, even though, and I'll talk about it later, but you're right. The training cycle was brutal leading into this. Like, I feel like this is the hardest I've ever worked in weightlifting. And, um, Yeah, I think building that confidence is important. Like you don't want to, I, you don't want to like burn yourself out to where you're you're doing so much more in training that like you're trying to do ten kilos over your max, and then like going into the competition being like so beat up. But at the same time, like you gotta hit those numbers. You gotta to feel confident. It's like if you if you don't train leading into a meet, you might have a good meet. Say you had an injury or whatever. But, like, in the back of your mind, you know, like, maybe I don't deserve to have a good meet, you know? Like, this one, I think you you did everything you could and, like, knew going into it that you prepared.
0: Absolutely. I think a good mentality going into, like, meets and stuff and training versus meets is, like, you kind of want to just train up to your second attempts, right? Like, opener should be automatic. Second attempts is, like, kind of what really your goal is. And maybe third is, like, that flux in between, like, okay, do I need to hit it or... This is a chance to, like, go for something I've never done before.
1: Yeah, totally. So, okay, going to – so you hit 110, miss 113, miss 115. So at that point, did you – was there kind of a thought in the back of your mind, like, maybe I'm not going to be able to hit that total? Because you're going for 260, so you're down three or five kilos. Were you thinking, you know, I kind of just blew it, or were you thinking – I'm still going to do 150. Like, I'm going to be able to do what it takes.
0: I had this very, like, guilty feeling because I wanted to make more than one snatch. And, like, I was going to, like, kind of like, oh, I blew it mentality. That only lasted a few minutes. I quickly just had to turn off the brain and, like, just focus on cleaning jerks and not even thinking about qualifying for nationals, not even thinking about, like, snatches in general just kind of focusing on clean and jerks and what I could do to just be the best at that point. At that time, I really had to shut it off. Cause I was like, I was kind of feeling sorry for myself. And I was like, you know, no, like I'm good. I, let's do something I'm good at now. Like, I mean, even though like I'm, ha- I was really proud about one tens. Like I actually should be super proud. Cause I was like damn near my max, but I was like, let's, let's focus on the clean and jerks. Cause I know I'm good at it. And, uh, let's just see where we could do with it. I didn't really like have any more like thinking about that shit.
1: That's good. Yeah, I think you can, you can definitely, cause you have a break in between, so you have 10 minutes and then you have the, depending on where you're at in the session, usually, and we're both usually at the end for clean and jerks at least. So like we have time to, you can, you can go to a really dark place, especially if you, <laughs> if you miss two snatches, I think it's easy to, to be feeling down about it.
0: Yeah, man. Did you want to talk about like, uh, since I talk about my snatches, Snatch session. Did you want to talk about your snatch session or do you want me to just finish mine and you could talk about your experience?
1: It doesn't matter. What do you think is best?
0: Doesn't matter, really. I mean, I just didn't want to, like, hog and just talk about oh, me, 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 me.
1: <laughs> no, uh, just finish <laughs> it off. Finish okay, it off. okay.
0: All right, I'll try to make this quick, but I thought, like, leading up to building up to the story, it's kind of interesting, right? Um, So we got Cleaning Jerks, and, you know, this is the highest i have going to open at. I think the most I've done was 137. And I missed it, um, you know, at AO2. I made it at a local competition. And I blamed it to the smelling salts because that one time I, like, almost passed out. So I didn't use any smelling salts this time. Just kind of did whatever. The only thing we did different is maybe cut out maybe a couple of the warm-up sessions because, like, I don't need all those warm-up sets because I noticed I'd always get tired by the time I want to hit my opener. So, yeah, we just took less you know, bigger jumps and stuff, and that's what I do in training, and I was perfectly fine with that, and, um, yeah, I didn't have any doubts I was gonna make that 140, I was like, yeah, that's fine, like, 135 felt, ba- uh, felt good in the back, and then 140 was like, okay, I do this literally all the time, and that one honestly felt so good, the 140, and I was like, okay, like, when we're on the board, that's what we needed, and it felt like, felt and looked like an opener, so I was pretty happy about that, uh, then, we go into like, we want to do 145. That's already a competition, like PR attempt because my best is 142. And honestly, I've only hit 145 at camp and then I hit like 146 a week before. But the 146 the week before was like super rough. And um, I was kind of like, oh, like, (laughs) I think Steph was at like joking around. I was like, you hit this before all the time, right? I was like, no, I've only hit this like (laughs) maybe once or twice. And I was like, oh shit. And then like, Um, I'm just, the funny thing is when I was like chalking up and you could hear it in uh, one of the videos that Eli made was like, you got this core, you hit this plenty of times. I'm like, (laughs) I'm thinking like, I haven't really, (laughs) I've only hit it like twice, like 145 in camp and 146 at a week before, but let's get it. You know, I was pretty confident in my abilities. So, um, leading up to this meet too, I was like going back and watching all these old John North videos. And they just cracked me up, and I remember, like he's always like a really good snatcher and like clean jerks so, like he tends to like struggle, like you know what I mean. So like I remember he was telling Mash, he's like I'm just gonna pick it up and go. <laughs> he just kept saying, that. he's like I was gonna grab and go. <laughs> it's so fun, like his little videos are just hilarious. Like that was my mentality, I was like I'm not gonna think about it, like sitting down at the bottom, like I'm just gonna grip and go. That's kind of what I did. Boom, got the clean. It was like a good clean because I didn't double bounce or like shrimp back it up, and then um. The jerk was, like, okay. Um, obviously, it was heavy. But, yeah, I still got, I got like, two lights on that one. And it was, like, a three kilo competition PR. And damn near my max because my max is 146 now. So, I was already, like, super ecstatic about that. I was, like, damn, that's pretty cool shit. And um, I already knew, like, that scary numbers Oh, it's going to be 150. Like, that's what we need for, um, that's just what we need for senior nationals to get 260 total. And... I wasn't nervous I wasn't really nervous about it I just know that like I I was telling her before and I, I talked about it all leading up I was gonna leave it all on the platform I'm gonna give it like my absolute max and just try my best and have no regrets looking back kind of mentality so it was fun like last person to lift in the session last li- you know last lift you know all the bare people watching me hyping me up everyone's like all right come on let's let's get it and like I had no really thoughts about it other other than, like, I knew that it was going to be heavy as shit. And um, <laughs> I just tried my best to, like, push off the ground, keep my chest up, because that's what we've been trying to work on. Me and you both. She's been saying that with uh, both of us. So I was like, just be patient. So pulled, pulled, pulled. Had a double bounce, shrimp backed it up, like, yeah. Like, you know, trying to get it up. And, dude, it was tough, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it was it was just heavy. And as I stood it up, I just, like, my core like I don't know if you had like those little hip the little wobbles like if for a heavy clean before and trying to like get the jerk I definitely had the wobbles and I was like man I have like nothing in my legs right now because I just like exhausted myself on the clean I was like all right let's just gonna let's just send it you know so it's like yeah and I tried and it was just I thought I could just put my front foot out as far as I can to get it and it was like slightly in front and that weight just like pushed me back and then I missed but it was it was uh probably one of my favorite moments in weightlifting. Like, you know, you talked about what was your favorite lift. Blah, blah, blah. I think that one was just because it was something that was honestly kind of crazy. And I was still able to, like, clean it. And just to have the fact that me and my coach had a plan going in. And we still put on the bar of what we needed for nationals. And I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, dude. It was cool to, to see everybody just, like, you're looking – just struggling so much at the bottom and then you just push through it looked like there's multiple times where you could have just you could have just dumped it and you just kept fighting through it next time i mean next time you put it on the bar i think you'll be able to do it i think there's probably something to be said for just even making the clean that you're like so surprised that you made it and you're like oh shit i like i have it up here i didn't think i was gonna get this far
0: yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) i was like dude it's like and it's kind of crazy. I was kind of peeping, not like comparing others, but like the. I think the dude who won, uh, Clean and Jerk, one fifty two. And I was like, oh, like I'm not that far off from like the guy who who got the dub. But their snatches are just, you know, so much more.
1: Yeah. Damn, that's awesome. It it is cool though. Like leading up to it, you literally did exactly what you said you were gonna do. Like you said, you were going there to leave it on the platform. You were going to put the total. That you needed to hit for nationals, you did that. It's not like you could. I think you could easily, you know, after you do 110, be like, oh, I made 145. That's a comp PR. Like, let's go 147, maybe see if we can just keep pushing that total, and we'll try it next time. It's like no, you you stuck to exactly what you said you were gonna do, put it on the bar, and gave it your best shot.
0: Exactly, you have to. You have to in this sport. That's what we do. We have to lift heavy weights. And um, speaking of like just putting it all out there and, and making it count, um, you know, roll into your experience, man, because obviously you did really well.
1: I don't think I'll be able to articulate it as good as you did. But <clears throat> training, I would say like kind of Well, we did have, like we moved. We moved um, from Colorado to Texas. So that was probably like a month out. So I didn't even think about that like just because we started to get in a rhythm like the first week we were here I was just I and I told you this and I told Brittany as well like I'm not the best anymore like I don't like this I'm like struggling just because it it just feels weird I'm like around all these people where it's like they're getting more attention than me and they should be because they're much higher level athletes like I, I'm kind of just felt like I was there and I wasn't like in it. And then I think after like a week that went away to where I was like, no, I'm, I deserve to be here. I'm not the best one, but like I'm putting in the same amount of effort. I'm like, I'm going to be good eventually. Like as long as I keep, keep doing this. And I like, I do feel confident in myself, but at the same time when you're around, I mean, seeing Aaron snatch 170 and (laughs) clean and jerking, 220 kilos you're like wow like and obviously it's dumb to even compare to him just because he's in such a different weight class and like different stages of life and all that stuff but so that was tough like transitioning over and then the so we did like three three weeks of it we did four weeks we always do four week blocks but like the three weeks were the heavy ones to where every day I was going into the gym and seeing 93%, 95%, 97%. And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Like, I was just doing the math in my head. Like, okay, I got to snatch 98 today. I got to snatch 99. I got to go for 100. And I'm just not confident in those numbers just because I haven't hit them in training a lot. Even uh, leading into nationals, I think I I hit 97 once and I hit 98 once. And we ended up opening at 97, hit 100. And at nationals, like I did 100, and I think I had that adrenaline dump to where I haven't come close to this in a really long time. So I think I was like, holy shit, I made it. And then you get to the next attempt, and you just don't have anything left at that point.
0: You're kind of checked out, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. You're like, I hit more than I expected to. So, And I'm sure for you, that was tough too. Like, You hit the 145, and maybe you didn't even like subconsciously think that you were going to be able to do that so to go to the next one it's really hard
0: yeah well I really wanted that 150 just to even load it up I didn't care what happened I just really wanted to attempt it
1: (laughs) but so that was training and then yeah so it was just it was like a mental mental grind and we talked a lot about just like just going in getting the job done like forget about the percentages forget about the outcome just like focus on doing what I can do like if, if I don't get to the top set it doesn't matter like I'm just going to try to make my technique as good as possible and just see what I can do and I think one thing I wrote about on Substack this was the this was the first competition that I went into knowing that I was going to be in contention to medal so to think it starts to creep in your head like what do I got a total to medal what are these guys doing And I never looked up anybody else's total, but I was still thinking like, okay, there's a guy at 245, there's a guy, and have you ever looked at bit of a press out? Have you seen that website?
0: Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't find that out until uh, this past weekend because uh, Brittany was like, oh, you heard of that? I was like, I'd never even seen that before. Well, that was a really cool tool. And you want to explain it?
1: So it's, it's a archive of, I think it goes back to like 2012, maybe. Of everybody who competes in USA weightlifting and it says every attempt that they took in competition everything they made every best total that they had so you can go back and like you can hypothetically look at your competitors see what they're doing in training because a lot of us put different entry totals than we're gonna actually hit just to like manipulate sessions or whatever weight classes so I never did that for the people in my session, but I knew I was, I put in 240 and I think the top was 255. And then there was like maybe two, 240s and there was a 245. So it was like, okay, this is doable. I can probably squeak out a medal. And then like two weeks out, I told Dana, I was like, I can't be thinking about this. Like, I don't want to talk about medals. I don't want to think about it. I just want to think about doing the best that I can. And if that's a medal, great. And if it's not, I don't care I've never been in this position anyway so started to really not focus on that and just like just focusing on going into training doing my absolute best and if that's enough great and if it's not then doesn't matter so um competition day this was also the first time I had to like really focus on my weight too which was definitely a different experience that's surprising
0: was, what, ha- what happened with that
1: Well, so I normally walk around at like 65, 66 and never really had to worry about it. But, um, we were always doing CrossFit or I was doing jujitsu. So I just like naturally was doing some cardio and just didn't carry as much weight. But this time I think probably three weeks out was like the first time I got on a scale. (laughs) So I was like 70 and I'm like, Oh shit. And then, uh, I'm not very disciplined in the diet. Like, I eat good, but I eat, like, I try to eat a lot. Try to eat, like, 10 ounces of rice at dinner. Try to eat, just eat it, like, feel full all the time. So Dana kept telling me, like, you might want to scale back the potatoes. You might want to scale back the rice. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm good, I'm good. And then, like, a week out, I was still 69, 70 at night, and my weigh-in was at 6, so I knew it was gonna like really come down to being disciplined the entire day, cause I couldn't couldn't really eat at that point. So I think I was waking up at like 68, and then you know e- even if you're waking up at 68, you gotta make it till 6 p.m. and then be 67. So um, the last day, so I woke up at like 60. I checked the check scale at the venue, went over there. I think I was like 67.5, so I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm like, I'll eat a chopsticks, and Dana's like, I don't think you can eat. <laughs> so <laughs> he was gonna eat what? What was that? Chopsticks. You know, like the beef jerky sticks.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the ones that have at Trader Joe's. Yeah, it's yeah. literally
1: like 90 calories. But she's like, I don't think you should eat that. But she's like, have a smoothie. Like have something that's calorie dense, but that's not gonna sit in your stomach, like a chicken breast or like something that's gonna hold on to a lot of water. So I went for like a mile run, went and picked up a smoothie at a Herbalife. Total pyramid scheme, but I'll skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a smoothie. Hey, Tom, sh- can
0: we go back? Why did you run a mile? I haven't ran a mile in forever. I only do that for my PT test, like mile and a half, once a year.
1: Honestly, Dana told me I should. She's like, you should probably run. And I was like, okay. Um, like, mm. I didn't take it seriously. I wasn't sprinting or anything, but I just I ran for like 10 minutes, walked a little bit. Got a little Man. sweat going, so eight, I had my smoothie at like noon, and then was just she competed. Dana competed, my girlfriend at four, so that was great because I wasn't focused on just you know eight o'clock my list, three snatch, three clean and jerk. I was like actually focused on her and what can I do to support you in the warm up area, load her plates and stuff. So like she got off the platform at five fifty two. And I weighed in at six, so I just like ran over there. Um, first person called, so I was like super lucky. I get on the scale. I do. Do you? So the singlet rule is new, obviously. Yeah. Did you Did you know you had to wear it like in the thing?
0: Yeah, I done it once at Ao Two, and like, yeah, I had to wear it. But like, some reason this dude had an accent, like a East Coast accent. Like, he's like, make sure you wear your singlet strap on. Stra- straps i don't even know how to, I, don't, I can't do an east coast accent i've been watching too much rocky but like anyway um he's like make sure you put your straps on so i thought he meant straps off but he's like no like wear it on I was Like, oh okay so like i was kind of weird with that one but that was it well you didn't know okay. about you didn't know so, about the way in
1: i didn't know you had to wear it all the way up so like i just had my singlet just shorts over top and he was like i should send you back to the end of the line and i'm like dude like it doesn't matter but I ended up being 67.18. And he's like, you're over by 0.18. And I was like, isn't there a singlet allowance? And he's like, Oh, yeah, I completely forgot. Sorry, you're 67.00. So I got off the scale at probably like 601. So that was like, perfect. Um, Ate chicken and rice, or it was like ground turkey and rice, but i didn't want to eat too much it sucks because like you don't eat all day but you also don't want to eat so much that you're full and bloated yeah so like i just had had rice and and turkey and uh finally had my chopsticks. so that felt good had some element too (laughs) and then uh,
0: yeah i'm sorry to cut you off but the element i was really hoping to get some element but they had the rx sugar and and i'm sorry but that shit
1: tastes nasty (laughs) You're just losing all our opportunities. Uh, okay,
0: (laughs) okay, okay, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. They're bars. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) the bars were actually pretty good, I will say.
0: I never, I never tried it.
1: They had like a caramel. They had like a caramel one and a dark chocolate. They actually were pretty good. They did have element. Um, I didn't even grab it. Well, where, where do they have element at? It was, it was like. It was on the opposite side of the training hall. It was like somewhere where you wouldn't even walk by. If you weren't like st- if you didn't drive to the venue, you wouldn't have seen it. So like if you got an Uber or whatever, I don't think anybody would have seen it.
0: I drove. I didn't see it. Man, I'm bummed out. I was looking <laughs> for it the entire weekend.
1: Damn. But yeah, go ex- go
0: ahead. Go ahead after your weigh ins. I'm sorry, bro. Uh,
1: no, you're good. So weigh ins happen and then I've always felt like meets where you're you're like standing around, you're like not really sure when to warm up, and you're like, oh, I got all the time in the world, and then all of a sudden, they're like, you should be at 40, and you don't even have your singlet on, you don't have your shoes. So that's how, and then like somebody somebody declared like ninety-one ten 110 in my session, and like he was at, he wasn't even at the bar during, like right before the introduction, so I'm like looking at the board, I'm like, there's no way this dude's doing 90 so I ended up being the first person out for snatches. So we had to like, we had to move and, uh, warmups felt great. I did same thing that I did in, um, on openers day, like 90, 93, 96, and then go out for 99. And even Brittany was like 98, 97, like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, no, we're sticking to 99. That felt great. So, cause the first 96 I did was like awful. And then um, I was like, let's just do it again. I'll do it again and make it better, and then ended up doing that. So 99 happens, feels really good, just um, exactly how it felt in training. So that was perfect. And then, like I said, with the just those heavier numbers, I'm just not used to hitting them. So, like, I 102 was my second attempt, and I hit 102 in training, but that was the first time I've hit over 100 since – probably two years.
0: What? Damn, that's crazy, man. I did not know that. I remember you hitting 102, but not. I didn't know that it was that long since you hit over 100.
1: Yeah, I hit 100 at nationals, but I haven't hit it in training. Beef. The last time I hit over 100 was probably when I hit 105 at a meet. So usually, I'm just like I don't train that well, usually. Like this was the best that I've ever done in training. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, ah, things are going too well, you know, you start to think like, when's something going to happen just because things are, things are feeling good, things are moving well. So took 102, it wasn't really that close. And then uh, Brittany was like, I just need more, like you just need to pull harder. You need to really just focus on just pulling yourself to the bottom, getting low. And uh, I did exactly what she asked, but I just had a convulsion on 103 and just, like, got yeah. into the bottom.
0: The So, yeah, two things happened. So we saw it in the back, me and Dana. So the 102, you kind of reverted back to old habits where you kind of kick the bar out with your hips and jump under try to chase under it. Mm-hmm. So that that happened. And it's probably just in your head, like, oh, man, this is heavy. But it wasn't that bad. I mean, you said it wasn't close. I mean, you probably could have saved it. If you would have ran off, you could have ran off with it. <laughs> and uh, 103, yeah, it was like, oh, he's got it, he's got it. But then I think the lower bar- part of your body, as far as, like, mobility-wise, maybe you sat a little lower, and then it just kind of, like, crumbled underneath that one for the last one.
1: Yeah, so I – once that happened, I was just like, you know what? Like, I have no shot to medal. I just – and I always know, like, my clean ad- – the clean and jerk is where I'm going to pick up kilos. I'm not going to I'm not going to win on the snatch. Like that's just ha- where I'm at right now. Like just as a weightlifter, my clean and jerk is 40 kilos more than my snatch. So so it's like not the end of the world, but I was thinking, you know, it's kind it's it's over. I'm not going to be able to unless like I just pull a huge number out of my ass. I I didn't know like what everybody else was hitting, but I was seeing guys hit 105 see somebody hit 106, see somebody hit 107, 109, and I'm like, okay, it's over, so I'm like feeling sorry for myself, and Dana comes over, she hands me a note, she's like, Brittany wrote you a note, I think you should read it in between, like I think you should read it before you start warming up for cleaning jerks, and uh, I won't get into specifics of the note, but a lot of what she was talking about was I have a lot of potential in weightlifting if I want to. Like if I want to do this, if I want to like really pursue, you know, whatever that top potential is, I just need to get more uncomfortable. I need to start hitting those bigger numbers in training. I need to go for weights that aren't sure things just because I'm so used to doing that all the time. Like going for, I'll do whatever in training and then I'm like, okay, that felt great. I'm done. Instead of like, no, let me take one more. Let me see if I can push that another three kilos, another five kilos. I never do that in training. So, so I'm reading this and I'm like, all fired up, you know, ready to go. And
0: uh, yeah, she never wrote me a note. I'm jealous. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs>
1: so it was a really cool thing. Like it, it really made me stop and think. Like, you, I think anybody who's a bear athlete will tell you that like there's a there's a thousand percent of belief in you as a person and as an athlete like Brittany is gonna believe in you more than you're ever gonna believe in yourself and just kind of transferring that over into like okay I can do this I could, like I'm capable of pulling a big clean and jerk out so we do 135 um it felt soft but I didn't know if I pressed it out I think I got I might've got three white lights. Not really sure, but, and then I think there, you
0: did. I think, I didn't think you got a red.
1: So, and then they, as soon as they said there was like a jury, st- they gave me three whites and then there was a jury stop like immediately. And I was like, okay, I know this is getting called. And, um, it's funny cause I've never had that happen before, but the jury, like someone from the jury comes back and they're like, Angelo Kelly, Angelo Kelly. And I'm like, what like I'm just you know sitting and they're like your lift has been overturned due to a press out and I'm like why are you telling me like tell my coach I don't care but um it, it was just funny how like the whole process went I was like this is like a waste of time
0: yeah it's a little weird and then like the thumb tape and all that jazz <laughs> yeah.
1: I won't even talk about that but uh so Brittany immediately says I don't give a fuck we're going up and, like, she says it so loud. Everybody, nobody's talking in the back room, and she's like, I don't give a fuck. We're going up. So we go to 138. Same thing happens. I just catch it soft, and I'm like – I knew that – like, the first one, I wasn't sure. I'm like, maybe I'll get it. The second one, I was like, that was a press out. So I get um, – I think I got two reds on that. It's funny. Like, they, I would love to sit with the judges and, like, hear what they think about certain lifts – because you're like how did you get a wh- how like wh- where do you get the red light where do you get the white light like it, it'd be funny to hear their their uh explanations to stuff cuz you don't ever hear the, like they don't tell you why they gave you a red light but um so w- went up 3 kilos and then at that point we had to decide like do I want to go up again after missing twice like I'm on the verge of bombing out or do we want to keep going up and go for a medal? And Brittany makes that decision for me. Like, I'm like, I'll do whatever you think is best. So we go up again and miraculously pull 141 out of my ass, end up meddling uh, in the clean and jerk, and then meddled in the total just because someone bombed out. And it's it's funny, like, when that happens, you're like, ah, this doesn't really feel right. But the clean ah, and jerk feels that's like... Good. Screw the it. clean and jerk feels like a, a legit medal just because everybody made their clean and jerk. So everybody had a shot.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, screw it. I mean, I'll take the win. That's the part of the game. It's like if someone missed a field goal in football or something, you know? Or like You yeah. go to over, overtime and someone messes up or you score first. Shit like that.
1: Yeah. So it just, it was cool. Like, it, it was a great experience. It was... I feel like I definitely learned the most about myself as a competitor. Like I always know that I'm gonna show up, but I've never had it to the point where it was like, let's actually see if I can show up right here. Like this is an opportunity I'm either gonna bomb out or I'm gonna end up on the podium. So it was like cool to even have that opportunity to like really see see what you're made of. Like see if the belief in yourself is there see if like i could have could have bombed out and just walked away but i think i would have been i would have been more mad if we repeated 138 and i bombed out on that and like didn't even give myself a shot
0: absolutely and like it's just cool cuz there's so many different scenarios like i had a different scenario versus you and the rest of the competition of our athletes whoever it is and at the end of the day like it's a sport and it's a competition so, like, these things happen on game day. Like, it just, you can't make it up. You can't uh, even prep for it. It's just going to happen. And, like, to go from your last attempt at clean and jerk, last attempt of the day in order to make something out of yourself and actually get a medal. Because you said you never had a uh, national medal, or
1: have you? I had a clean and jerk at the Arnold.
0: Okay. But, but it like,
1: wasn't a total.
0: Yeah, so, like, a total means a lot. So, you were going for two medals at the time clean and jerk and total and you needed to like not bomb out so yeah. that's like everything was on the line right there and you showed up and that shows true grit and like this fortitude of like you like hey man i am a competitor i'm sure that boosted up your confidence i'm sure like you start to believe in yourself like dude like okay like i am good at this sport because like AO finals is competitive man i don't care what anyone says it's like that 96 session was wild and like other people's like there's a lot of people a lot of good lifters including yourself who are national athletes compete on finals
1: yeah and I even like spend a lot of time looking at the looking at the results and just I mean you see guys who I beat and it's like I don't focus on that like I try not to ever think about beating someone or being better than someone just because it's such an individual sport like you never know who's gonna show up but I'm like damn This guy snatched 109 and I beat him and this guy snatched 105 and I ended up with a higher total than him. So it's like, if I can just, if I can maintain the clean and jerk and keep pushing the snatch, like my total is just going to go up pretty fast. Like if I just, you know, start hitting those 103, 102 in training, push it 105, like that's just going to add to my total a lot faster than like somebody who's been doing the sport for a long time, really technically proficient. It's really hard for them to keep stacking kilos on their total, but I know like I can do it pretty quickly just because one of my lifts is just lagging so far behind.
0: Absolutely. And like I think you're on the right track mentally and working with, you know, a coach as well. And you still got a lot of life in you as far as weightlifting age and doing this competitively. I just think you just need to build off of that and just uh, you know, get get hyped again and actually put in like full freaking effort because you know you say you hold back like let's see let's see it man remember i mentioned like a couple weeks ago i was like when's the last time you like went up to a bar and you like absolutely just like went super crazy because you just wanted to hit that so bad mm-hmm. you know i think that fire is going to be lit on the after this meet and i'm i'm very excited to see what the future holds for you because like dude yeah like you could still improve on this not saying you're bad at snatches because like you could not make any but if you improve on the technique and strength of snatch, like, dude, you'll be killing it, man. You'll be even higher than you are on with the, you know, in the 67 class.
1: Yeah. And I even, like, I was sitting there at the end and I'm like, I know I can't do jujitsu anymore. And it makes me so sad because <laughs> I love doing it. But I'm like, I want to really see, like, put it out there and just see how far I can get. Like, who knows? And I think it's very easy when you get into the sport, it's like, you see the Team USA people, you see the world teams, you see whatever, international competition, it's easy to think, like, oh, I want to be, I want to go to Worlds, or I want to go to Pan Ams, but so few people are going to do that, but I think you should really just focus on seeing, literally, like, what total can I end up with, for, like, for you, so 255, obviously huge PR, but, like, who says you can't do 280? Who says you can't do 290? Like as soon as you put a limit to yourself, like maybe you think, you know, I hit 260 and then obviously when you hit 260, you're going to be like, I want to keep doing more. But like if you hit a total and you're like, okay, that's all I have in me, you're never going to keep improving. But if you're always chasing, just chasing what your potential is, who the fuck knows what that is until you reach it? Like, there's a, there's going to be a point where everybody comes where you just can't get any stronger. Like, you physically can't get any stronger. You're getting older. Life happens. But who knows where that is? If you put the limit on it, that's where it's going to cap. But if you don't put a limit on it and just say, I'm going to chase whatever that potential is for a long time, who knows? Yeah,
0: man. You just can't be afraid. You can't be afraid to try hard, too. You know, I think that goes a long way, too. We didn't just get here— and I'm not saying like, oh, we're some amazing people, but like like we just didn't get to where we're at now by not trying and not putting in work. And sometimes people were like, we'll never get like as strong as like we are or maybe people you know won't get what their ultimate goals that they set for themselves. but I'm sure they came a long way and I'm sure if you put in the work that they definitely surprised themselves like looking back. It's always nice to reflect back to where you started and why you started.
1: Yeah, I think that's something that I hope people take away is like, just don't put a limit on yourself. Three years, five years from now, keep like, just keep stacking the kilos and see where you end up. Like, don't think about the the teams or the medals, even like after, you know, I won a medal, whatever, nobody cares, $5 thing from Walmart, but like, who cares about the fucking medal? Like, I want to keep getting better. It, like being on the podium is great, whatever. But, like, I think doing it to improve, like, we always do, we do this thing because it's healthy. Like, it's mentally healthy. It's probably not the most physically healthy to do weightlifting, but it's, like, it's mentally healthy to chase goals and to keep wanting to improve. It doesn't matter what the goal is, but, like, just trying to improve. And you should do that in all areas of life.
0: Exactly. And that's why it's a—it's a, such a fun sport because it's a true testament on, like, who you are as a person, like... Just stacking up the small wins, man. Like don't overshoot everything, but don't undershoot it. And as long as you keep building up those small wins, like that's just gonna help you progress. You know what I'm saying? And we have, I said, you know, I'm saying, <laughs> we have like we have ups and downs, and that's life, right? Of course. Like um, but yeah, like I just think that I like doing small, like getting small wins. It keeps me motivated. Like honestly, like I like the fact that. I didn't get national. It's, like, it sounds stupid, but like now I'm more hungry than I've ever been to try and get it. You know what I mean? It was like more like a Hail Mary attempt. Like Let's just see it. Let's just go for it. Let's try our best. And then this is where I'm at. Say if I would have got that last, like, you know, at Lucky or something. had the 150 jerk. I th- What if I just got too satisfied? Like, oh, yeah. Like, start feeling myself, and I don't, like, try as hard. It could go both ways. You know what I mean? What if I tried even harder and all this stuff? But... But no, like I don't regret any of that. And that's why the journey is so fun, man.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to because I know you're going to hit the total. Like I, I've been saying this for a while. Like I know you're going to qualify for nationals. It's just like a matter of you have to just put together two lifts on the platform. You're going to like you have so many opportunities from now until then to do it.
0: Yeah, I think another huge motivator is that I, I'm going to deploy after nationals. Like I really want to do it before I go.
1: Do you know where you're going?
0: Uh not quite. There's a couple of options, but um I can't really
1: say it on here. How long do you have to do that?
0: Uh it's it's honestly not that long. Um I thought about extending cuz like we're only we're splitting up our 90-day deployment from like 45 45. So it's like I think it's total of 60 days of orders. So it's not that bad. It's like 120 total. Okay. Um I might do the full thing just to rack up, you get paid more and stuff. But yeah, um I was going to ask you as well. I know we're, we're at that, like, limit, like that hour uh, limit. I don't know if how far you want to talk, but I was also just wanted to ask you, what is your thoughts overall? Are there any other cool memories at AO Finals that, you know, since we're talking about, you know, finals in general that you've had?
1: I think I just love watching the lifting. Like, I, I'm constantly impressed by the the level that people are at. Like, just seeing, you know, 64s clean and jerking 115 snatching over 90 like if you walk into a crossfit gym there is no girl in there snatching 200 pounds or you know clean and jerking 250 pounds you'd be like holy fuck but it's like these girls are weighing 130 pounds and like this strong so I think just just watching people I'm always impressed by the technique too like there's so many people out there with good just they move well I think to to get to uh, AO finals level, like you obviously have to move well, but there's people who aren't necessarily the strongest, but they have really good technique.
0: Dude, it's just crazy the com- the competition in USA is is like I was talking about this earlier. It's like it's it's only getting better. It's only getting like more competitive, and like people are good. Like you're not just the only like one that's good at your gym. Like you go to these national meets and like there's a lot of good people and props to them. Cause they're probably working just as hard, if not harder than we are.
1: Yeah. It's like when you like playing baseball in college, everybody who joins your team is usually like the best person that was on their team in high school. And I think that's why, that's what I compare like finals and nationals to like, everybody's the best person at their gym. I in can the, see that. Yeah. In the A sessions, usually like they're, they're the strongest people from everywhere. Like, If you're feeling yourself because you're the top dog in the gym, like keep going to finals, keep going to nationals because there's going to be somebody who's better than you.
0: Absolutely. And that's why I love it. Just because we don't get the chance to actually compete with our weight class only at those national meets. And it's like, cool, I got people with the same weight class as me and lifting the same weight, if not more. Like, let's go. Heck yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you but like so you were in the B session, but did you did you watch the A session?
0: Uh, I don't think I did. I was doing, you know, I was just all, you know, it's right after I lifted. I don't think I was doing something else, like went okay. home or something. Yeah.
1: Because I feel like it's motivating to even just like to watch the next session and be like, damn, look at these guys. Like I want to be be in there. Like I always talk about that. You should always want to go. Like if you're a series athlete, like always strive to get to the finals total. If you're a finals athlete, always strive to get to the nationals total. Like always strive to, to get to the next thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I think I could have done the A session uh, as far as, like, my entry total, but I think we just put a lower entry total to be with everyone else and stuff, and honestly, I'd rather be the last one lifting in the B session and not be, like, the first one lifting in the A session, and it worked out, too, so I don't care. It's just, it is what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, look at the one dude who always does world records in the B session. Um, What's his name? Rah- Rahimov.
0: Yeah, know the Indonesian guy, right?
1: Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah,
0: he's a beast.
1: He like inten- intentionally goes in the B session and just puts his total super low.
0: <laughs> Why not? You got two minutes after yourself, you know? Uh you know, he's a, he found his little niche and dude's nuts. I love watching that guy.
1: I wonder if anybody else does the trick with like just putting a massive number on there and then watching the loaders do it and then like having them take the weights off i've never seen that besides Brittany.
0: yeah she's done it i think i've seen another person do it before i just can't really name the situation but i know she did it with mallory once and then she did it with aaron um this past weekend and i thought it was hilarious (laughs) yeah
1: because we were watching we didn't pay for the live stream we were just watching on the youtube thing so it just said he did 220, 229, and then it was like two sixty three, and I was like, "Oh!" And the the clock is just not running for like five minutes because you can imagine them trying to fit four reds and a yellow on the bar and just scrambling around. It would suck because we loaded, we loaded four sessions, and like I think Rowdy was doing the last one, and he was getting paid twenty bucks, and I was like, "Damn, we got we got paid twenty bucks to load like the J session." We were doing, like, 45 kilos, 50 kilos. See, that's a hack.
0: Do. Dude, that's a hack. You know, that's what you need to do. You start doing, like, the lightest weight class ever, and it's like, okay, just do that, and you still get your same money.
1: I feel a little guilty, though, when I see, like, see dudes doing 200 kilos, and then we're loading the greens and the yellows, and that's it.
0: It's all voluntary. You know, you don't have to do it, you know, so and I'm sure people want to do it. So I think even lane loaded, I'm sure I, I thought I saw him on the side.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, for Aaron's session.
0: Yeah, for Aaron's.
1: Yeah, that was cool. Well, um I'm guessing you want to get out of here, head to the gym.
0: Yeah, I don't even know at this point, but I'm going to think about David Goggins and <laughs> <other> <laughs> honestly, I'm thinking about switching uh, a couple of my days anyway cuz I think um I'd rather do like the more like more lifts on that Saturday cuz I have all day to do it and then just do like the um the lighter day today just move around. I mean I just have to have work in the morning but then I go right back home. So i can only show up to the, you know, to the jet pre-flight the jet go back home. So it's not really like a full work day. Just being on call.
1: David Goggins this is the last thing I'll say. David Goggins is um he was training this guy who's fighting this weekend, Tony Ferguson. He's like a old UFC guy he's been in the UFC forever he's on a six fight losing streak and um he did a hell week and he's like I nobody, saw that
0: I saw that yeah
1: nobody has ever completed hell week with David Goggins except Tony Ferguson and he's going into the fight and all the fighters are like this is dumbest shit ever like why are you training with this guy but it'll be interesting to see what he does
0: you know how you feel well, you feel like fucking shit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just wanted to cut. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to catch up on it. I probably won't watch it to be honest, but, um,
1: it's I'm pay-per-view, sure I'll, so i am not get, I'm too poor to afford that.
0: Yeah, screw that. I'll, I'll hear about it later.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, dude. Well, uh, episode three. Thanks for tuning in. I already got a couple of messages from people who listen, so I just want to say thank you for everybody who's tuned in to the last two. We're going to, keep pumping these out keep having fun so we appreciate all you guys
0: yeah thank you very much and you guys have a good one